1: And good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world, and I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, our predecessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, uh, here on Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us, and uh, of course, it's that uh, it's that season when young men's minds turn to football. and
0: oh, that uh, season. And oh, young that women, season. too. Hey, some ladies like football. Fine. All right.
2: And some guys don't.
1: And, and some got, guys. Hey, don't.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> now that we've totally Okay. It, were like, well, you going somewhere with this?
1: Apparently not. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> hey for <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Welcome to Lighthouse Live. <laughs> that sure came out wrong.
0: <laughs> you want <must> to start over. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh Dr. Henman is doing his ninth dissertation on, uh, Pastor Mike tonight. <laughs> it's a big study. Yeah, it's it's a, a deep study. study. <laughs> yeah. going to uh, help him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he needs it. Well, thanks for listening and, uh, we'll see you next week. R- no, no, we have lots of good stuff in yes. store and, and, uh, so pleased to have Dr. Jim Henman with <laughs> us. Uh, yes. And uh, Jim is uh, one of our treasures here in the Modesto area, now psychologist. A closer neighbor. And, that's right. And, yes. uh, moved author, down the street. Moved down the street, author of Who's Really Driving Your Bus. And uh, I wrote the sequel to that, Who Stole My Car. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And anyway,
0: we're glad you got your car back. Yeah, that's you know,
1: that a was engine. a weird. You ever had your car, car stolen? No. no? I've,
2: I've had it broken into and felt really violated, but never had it actually stolen. You me. know, that's a that's
1: weird, it's a terrible. weird thing you know because i i am i'm a little worried about my short term memory anyway and i'm you know i'm coming out of of uh, this unnamed marketplace and uh I, I I know I parked my car where I parked my car, you know, and, and it wasn't there. It
0: usually happens to little old ladies like me, but not this No, way. no, no,
1: no. So anyway, it's kind of a weird feeling when you start walking around. It, it's very mm-hmm. disoriented. You
2: second-guess yourself first. Oh, absolutely.
1: Then, yeah. Well, I, I spent, you know, probably 20 minutes walking around because I would, didn't want to be embarrassed by calling the... Police department and saying, oh, "Well, it's just the you know second uh, row over, it's sir." Like,
0: it's kind of part you of know.
1: The but uh, yeah, but but God was good, you know. I had uh, um, chaplain ID from both mm-hmm. the sheriff's and the police mm-hmm. department there, and uh, a very the expensive mm-hmm. radio and some other things. And and believe it or not, they they left all of that. And and the irony, you know, God's sense of humor is is so mm-hmm. wonderful, isn't it? The yes. irony is what what they stole was a radio cd player that hadn't worked for a year and a half <laughs> and a cell phone cable that was defective
2: you know god does have a great sense doesn't of humor. he doesn't even, you know yes. what a wonderful sense of humor. and uh it yeah so and yeah.
1: he got it back the next day and and the ignition was not punched and and the the door lock was not wow. no broken glass and you know, so uh, God, God was really good, but, but it's a weird feeling.
2: It's it's it violating. Is. It's a it violating
1: is violating feeling. It is, you know. So why why did I bring that? Up? Oh, uh, who's really driving your bus? Uh, yeah, the uh, Jim Hinman, the author of that, and <laughs> we're going to be taking some nuggets out of that and and talking about <laughs> them tonight. Also with us, of course, our uh, predecessor, the inimitable Mister Owl, Al Ramsey, mm-hmm. and uh, the Energizer Bunny of advancing vibrant communities, John Engel, here yes. with us as well, and and Julie sitting in with us tonight too, mm. and uh coming back for more. You know, it, it's as we've had another so session glad. with uh, Dr. Jim uh, about two weeks ago. So uh, all, that, all that good stuff yes. coming up. First, though, let's check in with our friend Brad Dacus.
3: It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus.
2: California parents continue to defend their rights in public schools. You see, many school districts have policies that prevent parents from knowing whether their children have left school for medical treatments or counseling, which is anti-family language for abortion or birth control counseling. Well, Pacific Justice is ready to defend parents and inform school districts of their potential liability for failing to inform parents of their children's whereabouts. Now, after PGI appeared, At the board meeting of the San Juan Unified School District this last week, the board abandoned its plan to hide confidential medical services from parents. Similar efforts from PJI are underway in Modesto and Thousand Oaks. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900
0: or log on at pacificjustice.org. And let's take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way, some opportunities for you to get out there and volunteer. The AARP, Pastor Mike likes to hear from these people. They have you know, this... <laughs> they keep
1: sending me stuff.
0: Still. Still. Yeah.
2: And here What's you are already 39. You think? Or 93.
0: What? Or
1: yeah. Well, somewhere <laughs> well, in between be- there. Like no, yeah, but you on? know, I mean, this <laughs> is. I'm dyslexic, I Mike. I get them mixed <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> You no, know, I, I I didn't ask for their mailers. I, I, you know what they're nice people. Generous, they are sorry, generally nice yeah, people good organization. and they in are. fact they have I'm a member. They have <laughs> <laughs> you well you've you've processed this better than I have. I'm still I've not I've had more years of practice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> practice practice practice.
1: <laughs> you know for 3 years now I've I've not been able to send them uh, any money. You know, but I, I suppose that, that time, but uh, you know, the ARP actually, um, gave us a grant and we were able to build about fifteen, thirteen 13 to 15 Wasn't wheelchair ramps for people yes. because of the ARP and and their generosity. The so I'm, you know, I'm being us, a little yeah. facetious about that, but, uh, the, you know, good people and, 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 and doing good things. Were you trying to go somewhere with It's okay. With we love okay, you. AARP. AARP.
0: Yeah, Pastor Mike's okay. He'll get over it. The AARP Tax Aid Program. They uh, prepare federal and state income tax returns for seniors (laughs) ages 60 and older and low-income taxpayers in Stanislaus County. Volunteers ages 18 years and older are needed to assist individuals with tax returns in Modesto, Newman, Patterson, and Turlock. Volunteers should be comfortable working with numbers and have some familiarity with simple tax returns. Is there such a thing? I don't think there is, but maybe perhaps there is. I didn't know that there was such a thing. All volunteers... I wasn't
1: a low-income taxpayer until I went into vocational ministry. (laughs) There you go.
0: Mm -hmm. All volunteers receive free 40-hour comprehensive training. To be held the week of January 11th, 2010. That's weird to say that, isn't it? I just yeah, oh, that's ooh, that's wow. weird. I think that's the first time I've ever said that. Anyway, uh, and are asked to volunteer at least four hours per week uh, between February 1 and April 15th. Now, AARP tax aid program is the nation's largest free volunteer-run tax counseling and preparation service, helping more than 3 million people nationwide to file their tax returns last year. So that's a wonderful thing. So if you want to volunteer and help out a lot of people, then uh, you might want to jump in there and and, uh, consider that. Uh, Stanislaw Literacy Center now, uh, helping adults to earn a GED or pass an employment-related test. We're going to be talking about some employment-related things here in just a little bit, uh, and they're doing that at the Reading Works Learning Center in Modesto. Over 60 people a day are utilizing the services at the Reading Works Learning Center, where they uh, where there is currently a waiting list. 20 students, um, volunteers ages 16 years and older, are needed to tutor students in math and assist with GED preparation one-to-one in small groups or in a lab setting. Uh, an orientation and training is provided. Uh, to all volunteers and they have flexible scheduling. uh Stanislaw Literacy Center, a nonprofit co- corporation, and in partnership with the community teaching adults and their families basic education skills and uh, helping parents become their child's first and best teacher, amen, and preparing a more productive workforce as well. Sutter Gold Medical Foundation Uh, You can help provide health services to the community, volunteers ages 16 years and older, needed to greet, assist, and direct patients at front desk and throughout the facility, serving lunch, interacting with, and just seeing to patients' comfort in the oncology department reading to children in pediatrics, and providing clerical support to administration, human resources, and physician uh, services departments as needed. Flexible scheduling, once again, available weekdays, 8.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays also 8.30 to 1. Training is uh, provided. Um, they say volunteers wear an SGMF apron and name badge and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, They're a not-for-profit health organization, building healthier communities and caring for those in need. If you have any questions on these volunteer uh, opportunities, call Barbara Borba, available at 209-524-1307. Her extension is 113, or she loves your emails at bborba at uastan.org. And you can feel feel free to give us a call here at 209-544-9571. If you haven't noticed, it's cold outside And as we sit all toasty and cush, basking in the warm goodies and gifts you just received, there are still many outside who uh, uh, are without. So you might want to consider donating some warm blankets or coats that you have left over, and you can do that by giving us a call, and we'll take those goodies off your hands and uh, donate them to homes uh, where they are needed. And again, that phone number is 209-544-9571. We'll make those connections for you. Well, Dr. Jim Hinman is back for more torture no, just kidding. <laughs> with us, and we are so Bring glad it on. to be. It is, just, it is just only honoring that he would be uh, with us these first couple of weeks in our new home, and uh, we're just uh, thankful that you could carve out time with us, Jim, because we know that you have a busy schedule, and what with the, the new year quickly on us here in just a, a couple of days, people making those New Year's resolu- resolutions, um, you know, 2009 has been uh, a pretty challenging year for mm. lots and mm. lots of people. We've seen it, uh, certainly here within uh, our ministry. I know you've seen it in your office, mm-hmm. people uh, losing jobs, homes, and uh, just a lot, of, a lot of things. And uh, it hasn't been an easy, easy time, no. has it? No. It's been very
2: trying. Very yeah. trying.
1: The Modesto Bee did a wonderful interview with you not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're talking about the challenges that we're facing right now economically and people getting foreclosed upon, losing jobs and, you know, all, all that coupled with the season the when, season, uh, yeah. you know, uh, people get depressed mm-hmm. over things. And, mm-hmm. you know, what, what what have you seen and, and what, what are your observations? All of that coming down at mm-hmm. the, the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You know, let's put your lantern on that mm-hmm. and tell mm-hmm. t- t- tell us mm-hmm. what you see.
2: Well, I think that one of the hardest things is that a person feels out of control when circumstances outside of their own actions have that kind of profound impact. Mm. Maybe you've worked at a job for 30 years, Mm. and maybe you're in your 50s and looking toward retirement. All of a sudden, the company closes its doors, and now you're... Having to start from scratch um, you're you lose your house you I mean these kinds of losses um, the, the the problem with the losses is that it impacts at the level of identity it's like I am a failure if I cannot provide for my family and it is it is devastating when when people make the mistake of confusing who they are with what they do, Mm -hmm. how much money they have, um, these, you know, these kinds of things, where they live. These are all transitory things that may come, they may go. And it's only our identity as becoming in Christ is the one permanent thing that allows you to have peace in a time of insanity.
1: There, there's a great book I just read, and uh, you know, I, ha, having finished my master's last year, I, I took great joy, Jim, in just being able to read for. Fun. For fun,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it was a long time since I've been able to yeah. read for yeah. fun, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I I know the cards and letters are going to be coming. Well, what's wrong with you, Pastor Mike? You're only supposed to read the Bible when it's solo scripture. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I enjoy, I enjoy reading mm-hmm. for fun. Sure, and sure. one of the guys sure. I, for the most part, that mm-hmm. I enjoy reading, and I think he's done some some good uh, fiction. Is is John Grisham, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, he wrote a book called The Street Lawyer. And I don't know if you've read that or not, but I I just recently read it. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. And it it talks about what we're just talking about right right here. A guy, you know, comes on and and he gets on with his big firm. Mm -hmm. And he's working, you know, a 100 hours a week, whatever it requires. His wife's kind of dying on the vine at home. You know, but he's aiming towards a partnership Mm -hmm. and everything's uh, going well uh, until he discovers that his firm um, I- illegally threw some homeless people who were actually paying rent mm-hmm. out of uh, a warehouse, and uh, it, it was it was done in a, in a very very horrible manner, mm-hmm. and it turned people out. and And the upshot of it was that that this woman who had been paying rent to stay in this substandard place uh, goes back to her car where she'd been living. Before and uh, she and her children are are in there, and she turns on the motor to get warm, and they they die overnight oh, that's of right. of carbon monoxide that's right. poisoning. And so uh, you, you you watch this man give up his expectations of a wonderful career and millions and millions of dollars. You you see him actually become willing to work for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year to, to work as a street lawyer to, uh, defend homeless folks. And his wife absolutely can't embrace that whatsoever. And she divorces him. And anyway, it's, it's just an interesting, uh, story. And I encourage you to read it because Mm -hmm. it has, You know, if you're, if you're into understanding loving your neighbors as yourself is an integral part of the Christian walk, man, this, this talks about what, what's okay to give up, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to embrace that. Anyway, uh, so the upshot is he, he, uh, becomes the street lawyer and at the end of the book, He's given up his retirement, he's given up his career, he's given up the partnership he's working for peanuts, and he's incredibly happy
3: wow. well,
2: because all of those things plus three bucks will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> when you realize that all of those things that we've tended to use to define ourselves actually Burden us, actually keep Mm. us from being free. I'm not sure if I said on this show before or not, but for 37 years of doing therapy, I've gone into every session prepared to be fired.
3: Mm.
2: For 37 years, Mm. every session prepared to be fired. Because the moment I worry more about pleasing the client that I'm working with than giving them the very best I've got, and when I give the very best I've got, sometimes I get fired.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've been fired and hired back twenty years later. <laughs> they come back. Remember when you said? I go, well, not really, but it sounds like something I would have said. <laughs> well,
0: and telling them you know, the truth—the truth, truth in a loving way—which
2: yes. brings up an important point because mm-hmm. this is a nugget. I don't I can't remember if I shared this on the show or not, but truth without grace cannot be received deeply. Mm. Truth mm. without mm. grace cannot be received deeply. I know,
0: I've heard that.
2: Grace yes. without truth is superficial niceness. Hmm. Jesus was never nice. He was loving. Yes. You, you and he are. was never superficial. Right. Amen. Yeah, right. So it's, yeah, it's a it's a mess.
0: You know, and one of the important things that you state in, in the bus book, Jim, too, is we are not our story is right. very important uh, mm-hmm. you know talking about mm-hmm. our identity we are mm-hmm. not thank god <laughs> our yeah. stories
2: i have been blessed and and i but my wife and i we talk about that we don't know what will happen you know depending on how the economy goes but the fact is the moment i become my house my car my job i have lost me mm. yes. now we don't realize that, and as long as things are going smooth, we don't tend to notice it. We just have this kind of vague emptiness that's ending up feeding addictions, whether it be alcohol and drugs, uh, pornography, whatever, uh, you know, food, yes. whatever it is, to fill the emptiness because we are losing ourselves to the things that are our story.
3: Mm.
1: You know, I think uh, a lot of it has to do with our expectations as Americans, mm-hmm. Jim. You know, um, and and even in in, in abundance in, in theology, in abundance you know? theology that, and 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 we we get we say things are in priority, but we live it out a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you make your money. You get your nest egg. You aim for retirement, and what you have left over, you you give to God you know, in terms of your time, treasure, and, Remember and the, talent. Remember the
2: the uh, in, in scripture the the man that, that had such a bumper crop that he built mm-hmm. a new barn mm-hmm. yeah. and then died. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: this is not new stuff.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I think our our culture, you know, even the five hundred one C three, you know, and here I'm, you know, biting the hand that. Well it doesn't even feed me, but it it mm-hmm. I think the five oh one C three thing in America was probably one of the worst things we ever did. And I'm dyslexic,
2: I'm not sure what that
1: means. Yeah. It, it it's the non profit, tax exempt mm-hmm. organization. And and we are one here at Advancing mm-hmm. Vibrant mm-hmm. Communities and and uh Almost all churches are are a five hundred one c three a nonprofit corporation, and you know that that allows people to uh, you know to give money and, and take it off their income taxes, mm-hmm. and and I think the problem with that is it has really overturned the whole dynamic of giving with a joyful heart, mm-hmm. because it's the the first priority is how much am I going you know how much am I going to be able line. to write off? Right, mm-hmm, right. You know, and that governs how much I'm I'm going to give. And uh, you know, I think it's one of the worst things that's ever happened to Christendom in 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 this in this mm-hmm. country.
2: Isn't it interesting that before that time, probably one of the worst things that happened to Christendom was um, Constantinople. Um,
1: Constantine.
2: Constantine. Mm-hmm. Who, oh yeah, who made Christianity absolutely mandatory? Yes. Yes. As long as the Romans were crucifying Christians, Christianity had a depth of meaning, life and death, Mm -hmm. depth of meaning. Once you either become a Christian or you're killed, superficial Christianity was born.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You know, we were uh, talking a couple weeks ago when you were on the show, Jim, about forgiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, very deep, <laughs> deep subject. Wonderful. And you know, one one of the things that that people have grappled with in in front of me, and and it, so for some, it's really hard to 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 get through this. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna grant forgiveness unless it's asked for. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a misunderstanding of who forgiveness actually benefits. That's right. That's who, right. who really benefits from the act of forgiveness? God, because he loves us all, number one, and number two, the
2: person who's doing the forgiving. Yeah. If I forgive you, I am released from holding on to the resentment or the hurt or the anger that I have held against you. The trouble with the flashlight, which is what goes with that, the judgmental that I'm holding on to, is I hurt myself in the process of trying to punish you mm. by the absence of forgiveness, mm-hmm. it costs me nothing to release holding on to hurt. Why would I want to hold on to hurt when the fact is i 'm a fallible human being too That's i'm really i nice. 'm sure i 've hurt other people,
3: mm-hmm.
2: not even intentionally, not knowingly
3: mm-hmm.
2: now some Some people have done really bad things child uh, sexual abuse uh, um, uh, physical abuse, emotional vomiting on uh, on children. I mean, there's horrible things in this fallen world. But to hold on to it is to continue letting that person hurt you because you have to hold on to the pain to hold on to the unforgiveness.
1: You know, a friend of mine once uh, said, you know, in our, in our process of releasing things mm-hmm. to God, Mm-hmm. You know, we we take that heavy backpack all the way to the cross. We uh, take it off, put it down at the foot of the cross. And then we turn away to, to walk away. And then we go back and pick it up mm-hmm. because for mm-hmm. some strange reason it feels more comfortable.
2: Addiction to the familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. If
2: I've spent years resenting and hardening my heart, It's going to feel strange to suddenly not carry that load. Think of Clint Eastwood movies. You know, every one of them where he, for a few dollars more, or one of those where the bad guy has killed his family and he chases them down and finally after he kills the last one, now he has a crisis. There's no purpose to his life anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, a number of Clint Eastwood movies have that theme that the cost of of revenge is devastation for Mm -hmm. the person doing the revenge. Mm -hmm.
0: Forgiveness is just a, a an incredible thing, and a lot of times when that person has offended you um, like you say, mm-hmm. you know with incredible things, they may not deserve mm-hmm. necessarily uh, particularly if they 're mm-hmm. continuing to offend, mm-hmm. but they certainly need that mm-hmm. forgiveness well not.
2: the person who's been bruised and 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 hurt and offended by the person by the perpetrator
3: mm-hmm.
2: needs release from that wounding
3: mm-hmm.
2: the gift is to the person who's doing the forgiving mm-hmm. that's that's such an important concept to, to it, it doesn't mean reconciliation there's somebody in my family that has Devastate. I don't know if we ever talked about it at any length, but I mean massive embezzlement. I mean horrible breaches of, of trust. I have forgiven in the sense I've released holding on to the hurt and the resentment, but I have no desire for reconciliation. You want to protect For one thing, there was no <laughs> there was no desire to even have it because they were busy just feeling bad.
1: Well, and, and let's talk about what, what forgiveness is and is not mm-hmm. uh, in terms of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, forgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, as, as we often said, is not forgetting. No. right. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about the appropriateness mm-hmm. of boundaries with forgiveness.
2: Oh, that is such a huge, wonderful subject. Because I know that some wonderful Christian authors have written some really good things about boundaries. Boundaries are fluid. Mm. That's great. But when boundaries become brick walls, God's not a part of those boundaries. Mm. The very best protection I have is the Holy Spirit's willingness to notice, to protect you from hurting me. Exactly, Mm
0: -hmm. that's the protection. That protecting
2: you from hurting me is the opposite of protecting myself from being hurt by you. There you go. Mm -hmm. God wants us to protect others from hurting us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's abetting sin. Is that that saying that right? Keeping from having sin. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So if if, if you're being hurtful to me, the most loving thing I can do is protect you from From doing that. Now, that's really a healthy, dynamic boundary. But if I say to myself, I'm going to set a bunch of rules up, that's the most impotent, least healthy, least powerful form of being safe.
1: Let's talk about the nature of of those boundaries being Mm -hmm. fluid, Jim. Mm -hmm. What What do we mean by that?
2: If the Holy Spirit is anything it is fluid. It, it's in the present moment. It's, it's taking the, the deep temperature of what's happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you've been very hurtful and judgmental and condemning of me. And I've protected you from hurting me by keeping some distance. And by saying, when you get too on a roll, that Mike, I, I really can't talk to you anymore right now because it's just too painful for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. But let's say that I make that a rule. I just won't ever talk to Mike again. Okay, that's a rule though. Mm-hmm. But what if that day somehow something has happened and you have a moment of vulnerable tenderness? God would want me to be able to be available for Him to love you through me while protecting you from hurting me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's love generated to protect someone from hurting you, it's fear driven. To protect yourself from being hurt, and the Holy Spirit is a spirit of relationship, not of fear that's right that's right so
1: that fluidity really is is a reflection of gra- of grace
2: yeah grace. And it, it's the healthy power that comes yeah. from that
0: yeah. absolutely and and one of the things I love that we get at the caring grace groups is uh, and I'm not sure the origin of this, but when we pray it goes something like this, Jim, and you'll you'll recognize this. Lord, allow me to see myself and others through your eyes and respond to what I see in your nature.
2: That's what he wants his kids to be free to do. It truly is.
0: Well, we're going to be back with uh, Dr. Jim Hinman uh, right after our Our guest tonight, our our song guest, has had some struggles of his own and has trusted the Lord uh, to see him through these struggles. Let's listen as Matthew West sings, Only Grace, Only Grace on Lighthouse Live.
3: There is no guilt here. There is no shame. No pointing fingers. There is no blame. What happened yesterday has disappeared, the dirt has washed away, and now it's clear, there's only For now, a new life has begun
0: Matthew West, and there's only grace. That's from his History CD, and you're on Lighthouse Live. Appreciate you listening, tuning in with Pastor Mike Elaine and Dr. Jim Hinman. And, uh, you know, grace in our Lord Jesus uh, provided that for us, not that we deserved it, but that he wants to give that to us and give it to us abundantly. Amen.
1: Jim, right before the break, we, we were talking about seeing things through God's eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Matthew West comes up with only grace. Mm -hmm. In the Old Testament, prior to the cross, prior to receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. seeing through God's eyes basically was seeing it through the law.
2: It was seeing the knowledge of good and evil without His love.
1: Mm.
2: That's what the law was: was the knowledge of good and evil without Without His his love. love
1: and then as we were talking about the the fluid the fluidity mm-hmm. of responding to the holy spirit in terms of establishing fluid mm-hmm. uh, boundaries mm-hmm. that incorporates that after the cross dynamic absolutely where when we look through god's eyes we we must we strive to anyway see it through the filter of grace mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and love
2: well not only do we want to do that, he wants to do that through us. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: See, the biggest problem when you're in the last show talking about thinking of Paul and me as, as having a lot in common, one of the things that, and I just went blank, Right. I just it blew out of my
1: brain.
0: <laughs> Alzheimer's me. hit me. <laughs> Go back Old to timers. A-A-R-P.
1: <laughs> I do that I'm often. Sorry. <laughs> I do that often. Yeah. I and can't I, remember that, what we were just talking. That's about. That's why the ARP kept <laughs> sending me those cards. That's I'd why think I'm of. a member. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about fluidity and grace and and uh, you know the Holy Spirit really. Uh, guiding us through that process, I think so many times we um, we, we put our our filters up mm-hmm. because they 're comfortable to have. It yeah. is uncomfortable to be driven by the Holy Spirit because we have to maybe you change never direction know sometimes what 's going
2: to happen next yeah. I can 't remember the last time, whether in a therapy session or on the show or giving a talk, that I actually thought about what I was going to say until I heard it come out my mouth. Hmm. And that may be obvious. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit but, speaking. But it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's the the thing that I was going that came back just then from uh, that got blown out of my brain. It's back. <laughs> is that Paul did a wonderful job describing what a victorious Christian life would look like. Mm. Did a great job of that and then put little smatterings of how to do it. Galatians, Mm. we eagerly await through the Spirit that, for which we hope. And other ones like that, where it tells us how to do it. Christianity, without the how, misses the mark. Mm. Because God doesn't want us to, by sheer will and determination and white knuckles, be good enough to please Him, which we could never be. We're rags. Right. Our best is just rags. That's right. But rather he wants to live through us and for us and with us. For me, who would have sold his soul to have anyone play with me as an elementary school kid, mm-hmm. like me in high school. I mean, I would have I would have done anything to to be liked. My relationship with my big brother Jesus allows me to be willing to be fired going into a session mm. allows me to be willing to be open and honest and risk caring because i i have a safety net he is always in me and through me even when i'm rebelling he's still there he doesn't turn his back on me he can't work in areas that i'm rebelling in that's true mm. But it's not true that if I'm rebelling, He will turn His back on me and 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 forsake me until I crawl back and beg for His forgiveness. That's not my Papa. Mm. That's not my Papa's plan.
0: And sometimes we're going to appear foolish when we're doing it His mm-hmm. way in the new that's way. That's what I
2: love <clears throat> about on the website uh, the care a website is that 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 video free it's a free video six chapter yes. video willing to be a fool for god
0: oh i so encourage you, you, can't you be to be a christian these, and and, and yes. be
2: worried about being a fool
3: because mm-hmm.
2: yeah. how can you let him drive where you don't know where you're going he's driving and worry about being foolish
1: you know jim this is this is uh w- one of the very difficult things when when you begin to uh embrace you know what all our strategies and all our plans,
2: our best thinking got us here. <laughs> our, yeah, we we
1: got you know the, the the results of our best efforts, not not God's. V- very hard sometimes to um, help other people arrive at that same point. We we want to structure Christianity. We want to mm-hmm. structure ministry so that we can have. Measurable outcomes. That's right. And you know, Jesus didn't bat a thousand, did he? And, trophies you know, for ourselves. People re- rejected yeah. him, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that. For, I, I think, especially in our culture, just letting God lead is a is a tough go. A lot of resistance to that.
2: You have to be vulnerable mm-hmm. for that to happen, because you don't know what adventure mm-hmm. He's going to want you to go on. Yeah. You're standing in line at the at the grocery store, and all of a sudden you get a sense. And I know you guys have had this before. For some reason, you have this sense to turn to the person behind you, and and say something, and you're not even sure why you're saying it. I remember I was in church one time, and I was just thumbing through my Bible, and and all of a sudden I got the message to, to give this person behind me my Bible open to this section. I, it was it was one of the uh, Old Testament minor prophets. I can't even tell you which one it was. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> now, I didn't feel like I belonged in that church, but the person behind me, I felt, looked like they belonged. So I was feeling really self-conscious. And he said, give her this. And so I turned around and I gave her the the Bible Next thing I you know, she's sobbing, mm.
3: oh.
2: and I oh, I really blew it. Well, I ran into the, to her husband years later. She didn't give me my Bible back, by the way, but they left in the middle of of, of the service. Mm. Seriously, mm. this mm. is this is real. Years later, I ran into the guy at the parking lot at Memorial Hospital. I happened to recognize him, and I said, "I'm Jim Henman, I, you know, yeah, I remember you. You know," I said. Can you tell me what happened? Well, this woman had been fervently praying for guidance because of a family issue of inheritance Mm. and a struggle with a sibling around inheritance. And it was just ripping the family apart. And something in the words from that minor prophet spoke directly Mm. to what she needed to hear. And she was so overwhelmed with the blessing of God answering the prayer if he can speak through a donkey, he can speak through a shrink. You know?
0: <laughs> See how God mightily you used <laughs> you. That's wonderful, Jim. You, I, I you, love that. You submitted yourself mm-hmm. to him. To be a fool. And you. he used you. Yeah. He mm-hmm. used you. Mm-hmm. As foolish as it may have seemed to you at that moment, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. used you. And you did it, and look yeah. what look what happened. And you didn't know the results of that until years, years. years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well,
1: in, in, and and when, when we're in that mode, Jim, I you mean, know, you look at the Hall of Fame in Hebrews eleven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those guys and gals didn't see the fruit right of their labors. You know, and, and I think that's uh, another problem that we have in our Western thinking. You're so right. Is the the fruit What's of what we're doing now? the definition of success? Yeah. yeah maybe decades, mm-hmm. you know, beyond and, and we may be on the other side of eternity before, you know, and, and to be mm-hmm. able to say, you know what, uh, I, that, that was successful mm-hmm. because I just responded to God mm-hmm. and somehow that little puzzle piece fits into mm-hmm. his grand mosaic, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's counterculture. Of course, mm-hmm. that's Jesus was counterculture. wasn't
0: Yeah. It? You yeah. were walking it out.
2: He, he was a liberal tea. fundamentalist. you know what you did
0: Jim with the serenity prayer absolutely talk about that oh
2: (laughs) I love that it's another one of those trying to to change the serenity prayer be like trying to change the American flag you get shot for doing it well (laughs) and he tends to do that to me give me things to do that (laughs) I get shot for (laughs) well I was sitting at um at the computer and I the serenity prayer is, is a wonderful part of 12-step. The original serenity prayer, the first portion, yes. is mm-hmm. God grant me the serenity to to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All of a sudden, I started hearing in my mind George Carlin, not the more raunchy later, but the earlier funny George Carlin, yes. who would take words and, 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 and make them... Really, come out funny, and all of a sudden, I was hearing in George Carlin's voice in my head the courage to change, the serenity to change, <laughs> and and I was I was troubled even way back when. How can you have the serenity to accept what you cannot change until you find out what you can change? Mm. I I, I kind of got stumbling on that. Mm-hmm. What he gave me to to as a, a to, as a different serenity prayer, is God grant me the serenity to change what I can change. Mm. The freedom to release to you, Lord, what I can't change. Mm. And a growing wisdom to know the difference. When we have the serenity to let him live through us, that has nothing to do with courage. It has to do with peace. Mm. Courage naturally has a tendency to bring ego into the process. And that's not God's plan. God's plan is not for us to bring our ego into it, but for him to bring the serenity into us.
0: And so the serenity prayer that you just heard Jim uh, say here uh, tonight on the show is spoken Many times throughout the week at the Caring Grace groups. I love All Caring three. Grace I, and the care groups. And, they are and, so and wonderful. They are. And if you want to know more about the Caring Grace groups, I encourage you, dear friend, to go to the website, which is careforyou.com. And that is C A I R F O R Y O U.com. And what that stands for is changing attitudes in recovery. Changing attitudes in recovery. That's care for you. Go to the website, click on to all of the many areas. It's, it's wonderful. And you can find the caring grace groups near you.
2: My very favorite thing in the whole website though, is that free video. Willing to be a fool for God. Free. Where is he in yes. the valleys? That's what it's about. Where is God in the valleys? That's so what we're talking, started today with Yes, is unemployment and, and, and particularly at the holiday season of unemployment.
0: And the New Year's time. is And the New Year's is starting, yeah.
2: The fact is God would much more honor people getting together and having made gifts for each other that cost nothing Mm -hmm. or just spending time appreciating him with each other Mm -hmm. than the most expensive gift that money can buy.
1: Absolutely. God
2: is not impressed by money.
0: And Jim, all the changes that people want to make in this new year, what is so important I about mean, you? Know, do we want certainly, you want to eat healthy, you mm-hmm. want to go to the gym, you want to do all this. You I don't. All I like, of these. I like chocolate. Okay, Forget me too. That That's a its thing, own food. Right? I'm with you on that, Pastor right. Mike. I'm Just so with you. I too you know, do radical we, here. We build up all of these expectations on ourselves mm-hmm. and others that we talk about, only to be let down mm-hmm. because we're we make mistakes, we're going to fall. Mm -hmm. And so where was I going with that? Well, probably
2: the got it, ain't got it.
0: Got it, got it, ain't got it. Of
2: New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions do not have a plan of action of implementation. It has an idea. I'm going to go to the gym every day. But there's no plan of how that's going to happen. And the first time you don't go... The tendency black and white filter, one of the perceptual filters right, we were talking right, about right. last last time. The black and white filter, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. All mm-hmm. or nothing. There and that's goes the reason that New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. fall down two weeks, three weeks, long term, be a month into the new year. Because perfectionism. Perfectionism, oh, once my again.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you, you kind of stir up in me the. Philippians four six through seven just popped into my mind as we're, we're talking. But you know, do not. I have struggled for years trying to get my arms wrapped around this and 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 what Paul was really talking about. And and uh, you know, don't do not be anxious mm. for anything, you know. But in everything, but prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the yes. peace of God yes. that mm-hmm. passes all human understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. What in the world does that mean? It means that if you try to
2: make that happen, I guarantee you will fail. Mm. But if you start where you're starting and begin to relax into that attitude, that anyone can do. Anyone can begin where they're starting. Anyone out there who doesn't feel like they're good enough to be a Christian... I can tell you for now, I'm a Christian, not because I'm good enough, but because I'm smart enough
0: to accept my
2: big brother's free gift. I'm smart enough to accept the gift, not because I'm good enough. He wants us to start where we're starting, to be transparent, to be real with each other. That's what lets him live through us all day long. I'm letting him love people through me and it's a wonderful adventure. It's not a test. It's an adventure.
1: I think, too, we, we take that passage and make it a performance thing. Exactly.
2: And that you know, if you can't work as that.
1: do that right. <laughs> you know, if you had more faith. You had more, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah was, you know, I always think
2: about these Pharisees of today <clears throat> that would give that kind of flashlight statement.
1: I am Pastor Mike, I'm a recovering Pharisee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the key word there is recovering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all need that. Because Mike, if you were still a Pharisee, you wouldn't like me.
0: And and, and we all you need like that. I would be
2: I would be like yes. inflaming to you. Yeah. Because Pharisees don't like me. Yeah. I'm too real, I'm too transparent, and I love the Lord right where I'm starting. Right.
0: Jim, not so long ago, you and I were talking a little bit about end times, Mm -hmm. you know, and the recession. Mm -hmm. We've been talking a little bit Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. people coping with uh, the time in which we live. And let's face it, let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. We, and we're, you know, we've got, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're bumping the clock again, but oh my goodness. Let's, uh, let's address that a little bit. One
2: of the things that happens is if, if I take on the shame of my circumstance. If, if because I've lost my job or I've lost uh, my my possessions, if I take a shame about that, that I'm a mistake, I'm a failure, it affects how I treat those around me. Let's say that, uh, that I'm a guy, which I am a guy, and I've lost my job, my wife still has hers. And that's not uncommon. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. In our culture... Man tends to be seen as the primary breadwinner. It's been that way in my marriage for 37 years. Sonia does most of the work. I'm just a primary provider. But she does most of the work mm-hmm. in terms of keeping the, everything going. But if I am ashamed of my failing of not having work, I will begin to treat her badly. There will be no gratitude and gratefulness mm-hmm because I'm ashamed. Shame prevents gratitude. Grateful humility is the spirit that God can most easily work through. Grateful humility. If I'm glad that Sonia at least has a job, then I can contribute by cleaning up the house, uh, doing the dishes, uh, fixing the meals, giving her the support and the rest. And I'm contributing what I can contribute. If I'm not contributing what I can, it's going to eat at me. But if all I can contribute is by doing what I can to support the, the family in ways that I can, if I'm not valuing that, I won't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Instead, I will turn in on myself with shame and self-condemning, turn to drugs and alcohol, pornography, um
0: things are going to go bad things are going to go
2: worse is, and worse yes. and then i'm going to believe she's leaving me because i lost my job no she's leaving me because i'm such a jerk having lost my job that's the tragedy
1: so you start self-medicating yourself with stuff. in some way, some way in some
2: way yeah. and 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 the other thing is people that still have their jobs that are feeling supportive of somebody who's lost theirs they're feeling awkward not knowing what to say to be a support it's a very awkward time relationally
3: mm-hmm.
2: for men and women uh in our society it, it's 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 a terrible time
1: yeah, Laurie and I transitioned uh you know I used to be the primary mm-hmm. uh, breadwinner and mm-hmm. And we reversed that uh, Mm -hmm. about eight years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we founded this ministry. Actually, Mm -hmm. and -hmm. uh, it it was kind of a a weird, uh, you know, trend. But I gave that up for Lent. I mean, I just Mm -hmm. and Easter never came, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you you know. But there is a. But what a blessing
2: to Lori (laughs) that that you are man enough to allow her to help support your ministry.
1: Well, and and by providing, she does, and she does, and and you know, there's a. when you celebrate that, mm-hmm. when you, you know, get past, I'm the man, I should have done this, I should be, you know, making the most money. And, and, and you, you, you realize that, you know, what this is what God called me to do. Yeah. And he's provided Lori with, you know, the income mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. it can, you know, sustain us through what, you know, I, I won't get here. Mm-hmm. Uh But when you start to celebrate, you know, your, your wife's, uh, ability to do that, you know, it 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 really puts things into uh,
2: God's perspective, in,
1: into God's perspective, I mean, and it goes back to being able to see it through God's eyes. Yeah. And, uh, and see, not God our...
2: has a nature and a style, and if you read His Word, the Scripture, without that, mm. that's where all of the atrocities in His name have come from. Yeah. Is His yeah. name without? His nature. Yes. Mm. Are we bumping? Are we We done are.
0: Already? I hate this. Good. Oh, I, I nice. was just, where does the hour go, guys? Oh. This is just too, too, too fun. And uh, before we uh, let the hour totally get away from us, I want to tell our wonderful listeners about Jim's book, Who's Really Driving Your Bus. And we want to tell you where you can get this if you don't already have it. It's available for you at Beardsley's in McHenry Village in Modesto. And also at Family Bible Center at 121 West Main in Turlock. And so uh, you can get it there. And through the website. And through the website, which is careforyou.com. Go there to Changing Attitudes in Recovery and uh, take advantage of all of the free downloads because all CDs are also available as free audio downloads from the store. Just click on and uh, avail yourself of all of those wonderful, wonderful resources Oh my goodness. I just, uh, I can't believe that we are already it's um It just, it just really has. And that the
1: careforyou.com is C A I R F O R Y O U. Perfect com. for dyslexic, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do that on <laughs> No, not really. But <laughs> Dr. Jim Henman, thank you so very
0: much. Wonderful as always. Your neighbors, do stop by and come by and join us on the show again very, very soon. We love you, brother. And dear friend, thanks for listening wherever you are. And, And as always, God bless you as you continue to love your neighbor as you love yourselves. Thanks for joining us tonight.